everyone, my name is Marie Nicole. Welcome to Encouragement Notes. I hope that you would join me on this journey of discovering what God wants from your life as I pass on the lessons that I've learned in church and the lessons that I've learned in this life that God has given me. Please join me on this journey every week and I look forward to getting to know you. Hey, I hope all is going well and you're having a beautiful, blessed day. I today want to speak from the heart about a few things. I have no notes in front of me, but honestly, I feel like I need to say these things that I'm going to share with you now. Um, And to keep us on track, I'm going to talk about two things. One, how Boundless Faith Society changed my life and how it can change any woman's life if you have a disability or something, as I like to say, something that is considered a disability because it is your choice whether you do or not. That is my standpoint and what I believe. Um, And two, the fact that Wicked, the musical, the movie musical, casts a legit wheelchair user as Nessa Rose and what that means to our community and what that can mean for our community's future. So first off, yesterday was um, a Boundless Babe Society gradu- graduation day and and Boundless Babe Society, for those of you who might not have been around me so much, is a dynamic program that Chelsea Hill and the Rolettes created after um, after hearing the feedback at Rolettes Experience 2019. A group of women came to Chelsea and all of the leaders of RE and asked if there was anything that they can do afterwards to keep in touch with each other and keep the growth going. And at the time, there wasn't. But Chelsea and her team stepped up and created Boundless Babe Society, which officially started in 2020. And it was a good thing that it started in 2020 because 2020 started the journey of what would be a lockdown. And so all of these women got together and they started working on their goals and and meeting each other monthly and having accountability partners and and just just pouring into each other's lives while they were growing as well. And so when I was um interested in going to RE Rolling Experience I went virtually because I wasn't ready to go. um, I wasn't ready to go in person for two reasons. One, we were in the midst of a pandemic still, and I didn't feel physically comfortable going. Um, 
going to a place with a lot of people that I didn't know. And two, I just was really starting to grow in myself of the fact that I was comfortable in my body. It's taken me so long to get to this place where I am right now. And the journey of my self-acceptance has not been a linear a linear one at all. It's been very, very roller coastery. So if it was linear, it would be like it would be like, okay, I have a problem with myself, but okay, over here I accept myself. So mine has been more like this. Like it's been ups and downs, dips and valleys, mountains and valleys, I should say. And now, because of the community that I have around me, my sisters in BBS, um, I just feel very confident, very much accepting, very much, I feel that what describes it, I feel, is that I no longer feel that God made a mistake. Because there were many, many times where, and I've probably said this ad nauseum on this podcast at this point, there were many, many times where people would ask me, not people in my family, but strangers that didn't know me from Adam, um, would ask me if I was going to get any better. And this started happening pretty much... um, normally and like at a normal pace in college when you think when you grow up thinking that the people that are gonna make the most gargantuan mistakes in what they say and how they carry themselves around you are gonna be the younger people that are um in high school and younger than that. But it turns out that college students have their faults as well. So, um, and the woman that actually asked me this question for the last time when I was in college was older. She actually was the age of my grandmother. So I just kind of was taken aback and And I really felt like, boy, am I broken? Do I need to do something? So I came, I went home, or I came home very, very upset that day. And I was really questioning, should I go into therapy? And I think that my brain, the way it was back then, said, If people around you think you need to be fixed, you need to be fixed. And so I spent six months in 2011 going through physical, no, six weeks in 2011 going through physical therapy. And um, my therapist, who I'm still in touch with to this day, 
um, asked me what my goal was. And I said, I want to leave my chair behind for good. I don't want it to be part of my life anymore. So the first three weeks of therapy was strengthening and doing a lot of stretches, doing a lot of work to learn how to walk better, learn how to walk long distances. And by the time I ended therapy, which the final the final three weeks, my final three weeks, I was just simply polishing what I had learned, what my body had learned. And so for a long time, I sat in that place of I'm better than anybody because I'm walking and I'm never going to go back to a chair again. And I sat in that spot in my life for a very, very long time. But then 2020 happened and the pandemic rolled around. And I stopped moving as much as I used to because the lockdown brought on not going out so much. And so as a result of the lockdown, I lost a lot of movement. I got a little bit weaker and I actually... One of the times that we did venture out, we went to Arrowhead. And I actually fell, fell, quote unquote, in a casino. And the reason why I say quote unquote is because I felt my body getting tired. So I took, I did what I normally would do at that point and I took a knee on the floor but when you take a knee on the floor in public it is considered a fall because it is written up and reported and um, you're asked a bunch of questions by security and so that is what kind of um, changed my mind physically. But what was changing my mind mentally at that point as well was I was kind of questioning before the fall whether I should get a chair or not because I was listening to these videos by Wills to Walking. You can look the gentleman up here on face on YouTube. I was almost going to say Facebook. He is on Facebook, but not as much. He's more on YouTube. Um, it's Wills to the number two walking. And so I was listening to this gentleman's videos. And the video that made the most impact on me is called It's All in Your Head. It is a nine-minute video talking about how you see yourself versus how society sees you. And the important thing that is, the important thing that counts 
is how you see yourself. Because if you carry yourself in such a way where you see yourself as valued and valuable to other people, without having to change what you look like, without having to work your butt off, then you will be in a great place because you'll be able to do what you want to do. It might present itself differently. You might have to do those things differently because of the equipment you're using. But you can do anything that you want to do as long as you figure out how you do it for your body. And so fast forward to RE, um, going through Rolette's experience, I met so many dynamic women and when I went um, virtually in 2021, I was put in Zoom breakout rooms with these women and I just loved it. And I had actually told myself if I didn't like it within the first day that I was going to shut my computer off and I was going to leave and that would be okay. But I ended up falling in love with all of these people. And what I have learned in the past 18 months is that I can have a few, have a full, full life being a wheelchair user. I am now so, so freaking proud to be a wheelchair user. There's nothing wrong with it. And I used to think that there was. But being around these women, my sisters, has shown me that you can do anything in a chair that anybody else could do. And normal is not a thing. I used to think normal was a thing because that was the way society would would talk about us. And that was the way a lot of people looked at us. Um, and so I have learned so much. I have gained so much confidence. I now go out in the community in my chair and I don't give it a second thought. Maybe I do have to give it a second thought in terms of the physicality of it. Maybe I do have to give it a second thought of, um, I need to do extra steps to get out of my chair. But as far as, oh, that person's looking at me weird, I don't give that a second thought anymore because I have to be comfortable within myself for other people to either stop caring, and I know that sounds weird, or be comfortable around me. And I would hope 
that people were comfortable around me. But those who are not, are not supposed to be my friends. And so I have embraced this life of being a wheelchair user. I love, 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 and will shout out the Rolettes and Boundless Babe Society. I suggest that you look them up. I will link the Rolettes um, information down below on both the audio, excuse me, on both the audio podcast and the YouTube video. And I suggest that if you are a woman who uses a chair to get around and you don't have community around you right now, or maybe you do, but maybe it's tiny, um, that you really look into being part of BBS because being part of Boundless Babe Society, BBS, will change your life. And it has truly, truly given me a life. And that's not a stretch of words or imagination at all. Um, Anybody that knows me knows that for the period of five years, I was very, very content not going anywhere. And if I did go somewhere... I very heavily, very, very, very heavily relied on my parents to get me from point A to point B. And so now being an independent woman, taking access everywhere, access service is a van service that comes and picks me up and um, drops me off wherever wherever I want to go. And yes, I do have to be patient with it because it does take a while to get from point A to point B. But it has made a world of difference in my life to have that, um, to have that service and be as independent as I can. And so I would, like I said, I would highly suggest to any woman who has a disability, who uses a chair, to look into growing with this community because once you start growing, you won't want to look back. Okay, so the second thing that I want to say is that 19 years ago when Wicked was created, it was created with Alphaba in mind, the lead character who became the Wicked Witch, and her sister Nessa Rose who became the Wicked Witch of the East. And if you have seen the musical, um, Nessa Rose is a wheelchair user. But if you also have seen the musical, you know that Nessa Rose is not a wheelchair user in real life. 
has never ever in the life of the character been able to use her in real life. And so in the disability community, there was a call to change that. People started saying that we as disabled women, disabled men and women needed proper representation. And as people that are looked at as disabled um, and have different conditions, we are often, sorry to say this is a real fact, but we are often the last people to gain representation anywhere. If you hear any conversation about representation, it is about other communities that um, that really don't take into account that we, as the disability community, make up all of those communities. It doesn't matter what we are, but we make up every single um nationality, every single lifestyle, um, and it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter that we are not included in those communities, and it does matter at the same time, because it matters to us. We want to see, or we want to see, We want and wanted to see genuine, legit representation of our community. And so um, back in 2019, Ali Stroker won the Tony for Oklahoma. And so when she won the Tony for Oklahoma, it was super, super groundbreaking within our community because that role of Ado Annie showed people that people in chairs, people who use wheelchairs can be desirable, can be sexy, can flirt, can... Um, do anything another woman can do. And um, it really crushed the stereotype of the sweet woman who could not stick stick up for herself. Who was just a pretty face, but you needed to feel bad for her. But now, well, back in 2019, and more importantly, now, with the creation of Wicked the Movie, we are getting legit representation. And so the woman who is going to play Nessa Rose is an actual wheelchair user. Her name is Marissa Bodie. And... um. It's just amazing to see 
that that people that little girls and women are going to see wicked when it comes out and see this legit representation it may not seem like a big deal to anybody who does not live in this life of using a piece of equipment but it is a very big deal because and I've covered this before on the podcast but the arc that Nesta Rose goes through is one of the most common had conversations with a family member that a person who uses a chair or any other piece of equipment can have with their with their family um and it's not it's not to be taken lightly because when when somebody says all of my life I've depended on you and how do you think that feels that does not feel good um that is nothing to be taken lightly because we need that we need that separation we need what everybody else needs we need that independence and so and we also need that representation we need to see especially those of us who are in a younger generation like say teenagers and little littler girls need to see that even though a woman could go through that on stage and maybe the um audience member is going through that in real life that things can get better but when you have a crip casted role like Nessa used to be and like she should stop being on Broadway um it is really a sad moment because you identify with the person on stage but yet when they walk out of the stage door you're saying you're like shaking your head looking at them saying can i have your autograph but you look nothing like me and you don't really say you look nothing like me but you can feel it and so i hope that with this development in um in wicked the movie that wicked the musical the stage musical all over the world the at the Gershwin in New York on tour and all over the world wherever they're at gains the confidence to cast legit wheelchair users legit women who know this role inside out and by definition because they know what using a chair is like and what that life is like you could stick anybody in a chair for 5 minutes 
and have them pop a couple willies or or do any other trick. But uh, having somebody who is a legitimate wheelchair user who knows the ins and outs of daily life within that within that life um is the most important thing because what if like i said earlier what if there is a woman or a girl in your audience and you are the character playing nessa and or you are the actress playing the character of nessa and that girl or woman goes to the stage door and meets you. What we wanted to happen and what, and what we believe, what I believe will happen is that if all of these productions are legitimately cast with people who use chairs, who have genuine disabilities and move the same way that the character should move. I believe that Nessa Rose could change the world. And um tell people the actress who's ever whoever is cast. I believe that she can tell the young women or the older women who who go through these times of hurt that there is a way to be better and get on the other side of things. And hopefully, she would say, that the way to do that is not by physically getting better, but it is by community. So I hope that all is going well, you guys. I will catch up on the sermon notes. And um, honestly, I have some in my purse. I have some here on my desk, and I will catch up to them eventually, but I wanted to speak my heart today in what has happened in the past couple days and in the past couple weeks. Um, tomorrow, I am going to my dress rehearsal for for my choir performance on Sunday. So I'm very, very stoked about that. And um, I just, I have a busy week before Christmas. I have a doctor's appointment on the 20th. So I will be out of the house by then. And I mean, I'll be out of the house then. So I won't be doing any podcasting then. But I will catch up eventually on the sermon notes and all of the other fun stuff that I've been doing. I love you guys. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I love you and I appreciate you and I will talk to you later. God bless. Bye-bye.
Hi, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you don't mind, would you follow me on my social media accounts? My Instagrams are Marie Nicole Zimmerpeeps, M-A-R-I-E-N-I-C-O-L-E-Z-I-M-M-E-R-P-E-E-P-S, and Marie Nicole Zimmerpeeps13, that is M-A-R-I-E. N-I-C-O-L-E-Z-I-M-M-E-R-P-E-E-P-S-1-3. And you can also follow me on Facebook. My Facebook account is Encouragement Notes Podcast. And lastly, you can follow all of my information that I post on the podcast on my website, encouragementwithmarinicole.com. I hope that you come back next time. And also, I wanted to ask you guys if you wouldn't mind helping me reach the goal of 3,000 listens or more by the end of the year. I believe that this podcast has the potential of reaching people for Christ by the end of the year and I want to reach as many people as possible so help me get to 3,000 listens and beyond please like and share any content that you wish I'll talk to you guys later thank you so much for being a loyal listener and I will see you soon love you bye bye